Are you stuck in a rat race of schedules, to-do lists, and other people's priorities? Maybe you can't even remember when the last time you felt fully engaged with your body, your mind, and your surroundings. If this resonates with you, then you are in the right place. I am Susan Sanders, and I'm here to teach you about sustainable productivity. Each week, I'll be coming to your ears with lessons to create a life that you can fully engage with. Some weeks will be bite-sized moments of inspiration and sharing. Other weeks will include guests and more in-depth looks at doing the right things in a way that you can maintain over time. Let's get started. Hey, welcome to the Sustainable Productivity Podcast. This is Susan Sanders. I am your host, and today we are talking about time management. Before we get into that topic, we'll start with the Sustainable Productivity Adjustment, the SPA. This is a segment to highlight something that is making life sustainably productive. The goal is to highlight small things that create a life we don't feel like running away from. Today's SPA is Christmas in July. I am making several Christmas gifts for people this year, and when this episode comes out at the end of July of 2023, I will have about 75% of them finished. None of them is a massive project, but it feels good to be ahead of the holidays. The bonus, and this is where I really feel like it could resonate with you too, is that I'm trying to stay focused on the person while I'm making each item so that I'm thinking about these friends and family now, earlier in the year when it's a little slower. Things get so hectic in November and December, and I want to get away from just doing a massive shopping day and throwing gifts at people like it's like it's a to-do list item. Stretching it out with homemade gifts is really helping to create the connection all these months ahead. Even if you're not a crafter, you could still apply this SPA to your life by taking yourself to a tea or a coffee shop or out on your back deck, take a notebook or your computer and just brainstorm what you might want to buy for which friend or family member. If you're not sure, scroll their social media feed to see what they're into. Maybe they moved into an apartment or taken up a new hobby. If a person had an Amazon wish list last year, check to see if it's updated. Spend some time wondering about the people in your life. Let me know how that goes. As we start to dive into today's topic, I want to orient us into the sustainable productivity framework. Time management is a component of the mental well-being dimension of sustainable productivity. Why is it that some people seem to be able to accomplish so much more than others? Why do some days feel like you really nailed it and some days feel like time just got away from you? I have a secret for you. It's not really about time. Time is a fixed entity each day. We all have 168 hours in a week. It is how we approach time and the systems we set up around that time that matters. This means that you need to decide what are the most important things in your day first and fill in all the other tasks and activities around it or deflect them to another day, time, or person. Stephen Covey, author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, often told this story during his presentations. Here it goes. A professor presents a class with a gallon-sized glass jar he says he's trying to fill up. 
he brings out a platter of large fist-sized rocks and dumps them into the jar until they reach the top. He asks the class if the jar is full, to which they naturally reply yes. Then the professor brings out a bowl of pebbles and proceeds to pour them into the jar. He shakes the jar until the pebbles settle in all the spaces between the big rocks. He asks again if the jar is now full, to which the class responds yes. Lastly, the professor reveals a bucket of sand, which he pours into the jar until every nook and cranny is occupied. The jar finally appears full until the professor pours a bottle of water into the jar. Now it's full, he says, before revealing the moral of the story. If we had put the sand in first, would there have been any room for the big rocks? I love this analogy because it usually resonates with people. It's pretty clear. Maybe you've heard it before and gotten motivated to pick your big three for the day, your big rocks. You bought a new planner. You set up the list down the side, capture your to-dos that are nice to get done today. Those are the pebbles. Then your workday starts. The phone calls come in. Your email inbox slowly fills up. The mail comes in. This is the sand that seems to seep in every crevice when you're not looking. Then the carefully planned schedule you created goes awry. There's traffic backup that makes you late for the school drop-off, and all of a sudden you can't hit the UPS store on your way to the office. The person who was to send the presentation to you so you could add your piece hasn't done it yet, so you need to move that block of time you plan to do to the afternoon. This is the water, the distractions that derail your progress. This is when we start to feel like all we do is play whack-a-mole all day long. We use catastrophic language to describe our days. Oh, I spent today putting out fires. We are not able to sleep because our mind is racing with all the things we did not do or that might happen tomorrow. We hustle from one thing to the next to get it all done because everybody else seems to be able to do it. The difference is that now you know better. In episode six, the biochemistry of sleep and what it means for burnout, you learned about the negative impact of sleep deprivation and what it means for your physical health. And I want to let you in on a secret. Ain't nobody getting it all done. So many people, especially women, are just faking it because everyone else seems to be killing it out there and we want to keep up with them. We're comparing our insides with other people's outsides. Remember that from the clutter conversation? We compare our beginner selves with someone who is an expert. This comparison is not new. President Theodore Roosevelt told us in the early 1900s, comparison is the thief of joy. What I encourage you to do today is to create a plan that is sustainably productive for you, for where you are today, then evaluate how you did against that plan. Then make your adjustments as needed. These might be adjustments to the plan, to your expectations, or to the environment that supports your plan. As you begin to work on your sustainably productive time management plan, I've got two requests for you. Then we'll get into some practical suggestions first. The first request I have is that you be real about the time you spend on activities. Be honest if it takes you an hour to get ready in the morning. There is no judgment to attach to that. It's just a data point for planning. 
at the end of the week, when you're planning your next week, you might need to adjust that part because you have competing priorities. For example, you you really you really want to have that morning coffee Zoom date with a friend, but it conflicts with your hour of getting ready time in the morning. You may choose to have the Zoom date and not flat iron your hair. But if you're not honest with yourself about the time it really takes and what you want to do, you would try to jam both activities in the same window. Not sustainable, gang. The second request I have for you is to be honest about what you want to spend time on. Back in our previous example, we all have that same hour of 7 to 8 a.m. If you want to spend your hour on your hair and makeup because that puts wind in your sails, I fully support that. If you spend an hour on hair and makeup because you feel you should, because everyone else in the office does, because magazines tell us this is what women do, or any other reason outside of it resonates with you, then I encourage you to challenge that use of the hour. If you would rather pull weeds for 45 minutes of that hour than come in, shower, and get dressed in 10 minutes, do that. Maybe you want to read and pray from 7 to 8 a.m. Maybe you want to make a hot breakfast and eat in silence. Spend time on what feels sustainable and productive for you. Let's look at some adjustments that you could implement, some practical tips to make time management more sustainable and productive. This break is brought to you by you. Thank you for hitting play on this episode. I know you have so many choices of podcasts and I appreciate you listening to this one. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, share, and leave a five-star review. The more you share the messages about sustainable productivity, the more we can create a world where we are all more engaged in our lives. Now back to the show. The first adjustment is to account for the before and after. For example, when planning your week, include the pre-post parts of your exercise session. Let's say, for example, you plan to do a 10-mile bike ride during lunch and you ride an average pace of 20 miles an hour. We'll keep the math simple. This means that you're planning a 30-minute bike ride at lunch. You block that time off on your calendar. What you did not account for is getting from your desk to the locker room to change, nor getting out to your bike. You also did not account for time to get back to the locker room, shower, and change before getting to your after-lunch meeting. Then you can't figure out how you ended up 45 minutes behind schedule. Account for the before and after. Tip number two is to track your time. How you track it is up to you. I'll link to the free sustainable productivity time tracker in the show notes, but a planner or pencil and paper works just fine. Keep the paper or digital file handy in your planner, on your desk, in your purse or backpack, whatever works for you. And here's how you're going to want to take this on. Set a timer on your phone to go off every 30 minutes. I know it sounds like a lot. This isn't something you have to do all the time, but get an idea of your time where it's going. So when that alarm goes off, write down on the tracker what you've been doing for the last 30 minutes. It could be general categories like work email, cooking dinner, Netflix. You might have several things like shower, look for the missing earring, make breakfast, eat breakfast, sign the school forms. If you have to batch lists like that, that's okay too. It does not have to be perfect. Spend under a minute writing things down, then move on. 
remember to repeat the timer when it goes off so you capture the next 30 minutes. Now, this is probably obvious, but I feel the need to say it. Don't continue the 30-minute timer through the night. I have had people do that before. Don't wake up just to write down that you were sleeping. When you wake up, just record the sleep in a big block, seven hours, eight hours, something like that. When you write down what you did, you may want to make a note of how you felt when you were completing the activities in that block. For example, if you did a five-minute media fast as part of that 30-minute block, you could put a happy or sad face or just a word to describe how it went. So that is doing your time tracker. Tip number three is to make time for what you love. Time manage meal prep for what you do enjoy. For example, I am terrible at chopping and dicing and generally I don't love it. But you know what I do love? I love watching my husband's expert level knife skills. Therefore, on the rare occasion where I do cook, I still usually ask him to slice and dice. Don't love to cook, but you love the home cook meal vibe? Use a food prep service like HomeFresh. Lots of restaurants have frozen pre-made dinners you could get. Or think about giving yourself a head start with a rotisserie chicken. The key is to determine the amount of time you do have for food prep and prioritize, put that big boulder first, prioritize what puts wind in your sails. Tip four is to apply sustainable productivity to your mealtime. Sure, an hour-long brunch is a delight, but perhaps that's not sustainable during the work week. Similar, an hour-long lunch is sometimes not the productive way to spend your time during the work week. Define what is sustainably productive for your breakfast, lunch, and dinner and create a plan around that. Number five, the first mental adjustment I want to share is to invoke the serenity prayer. Accept what you cannot change. Those unknowns and unexpecteds that come at you each day have a place to deflect to. If you're helping your child with homework and you remember you need milk, ask Alexa to add it to your grocery app or jot it down on the list in your planner. If you're working on a project at the office and you get asked to join another meeting, add time to your calendar to finish your project. There is uncertainty in each day's events. That's unavoidable uncertainty. Managing your response to that uncertainty is how you make it sustainably productive. Getting upset at the things popping into your head while you're trying to do your taxes is not going to help. Accept that you cannot change it, capture them, and move on. Another part to the serenity prayer is number six. Have the courage to change what you can. You don't need to take every monkey that is tossed at you in a day. It's okay to say no or negotiate. If you're halfway through doing those taxes we just talked about and your partner asks you to go to the store to get milk, it's okay to say no or say, sure, I'll do it in an hour when I tie up this section of the taxes that I'm working on right now. It doesn't always have to be when you're busy. Let's say you finally took that 10-minute window to read like you've been planning. You finally sit down to relax and your teenager cannot find his gym shorts. Again, I'm giving you permission to not jump up and solve it. Have the courage to change what you can. You cannot change that he cannot find his shorts. Again, you can change your response. I'll help you look when I'm finished with my break. Or I'm finished with this next chapter in five minutes. I'll help you then. 
Maybe by then, he'll have even found the shorts himself. Number seven is the Pomodoro technique. This is one of my favorite time management techniques, especially for intimidating projects. The inventor, Francisco Cirillo, used a tomato-shaped kitchen timer when he was creating this technique. The Italian word for tomato is pomodoro, thus the name of the technique. The idea is that you set a timer for 25 minutes and get to work. When the timer goes off, you take a five-minute break. After four pomodoros, you take a longer break, 20 or 30 minutes, and then you switch to the next task. Your brain will use this time to shift gears or rest before the next round of pomodoros with the next project. So here's what this looks like practically, because it doesn't have to be a big two or three hour block. I struggle with writing sometimes, which is weird for a writer. So I set my timer for 25 minutes and I write. Sometimes it is nonsense words that hit the page, but I'm not allowed to do anything in that 25 minutes except write. When the timer goes off, I go do a thing. I might unload the dishwasher. I might take out the trash. The idea is it has to be done in a couple minutes. Then I repeat that two or three more times. After three or four Pomodoros, I am done writing for the day and I move to the next block of activity. This is also good for intimidating projects because inevitably I feel stressed or anxious if the words are not flowing, for example, in my my example. Or if the words are flowing, I feel like my typing can't keep up with my racing brain. And you'll remember, this is what we feel like when cortisol is flowing, anxious, monkey mind, revved up. By getting up to do a thing every 25 minutes, I am using the glucose that cortisol released to my system instead of letting it get stored as fat. Tip number eight is to use timers and alarms. Take advantage of the fact that our physical environment is set up with phones and computers everywhere. We talked about the Pomodoro technique and using a 25-minute timer. But maybe you want to start a reading practice and 25 minutes seems bonkers long. Start with a 10-minute timer or set an alarm for 10 minutes from now. This way, you're not interrupting your reading by looking at the clock, but you know you won't miss leaving to pick up your kids if you do get engrossed with your book. Think of timers and alarms as upper and lower limits. For projects you're putting off, say, I only have to do this for 15 minutes. Set the timer, get going. If it's a reward, it could sound like this. I get to listen to music for 10 minutes after I file these papers. Now it's your turn. I would love to hear what time management principles are working in your life and what isn't working that you need help with. Comment on the show notes for this episode at sustainablesue.com slash 25. Thank you for your time today. Until we meet next week, remember to create productive results in a way that you can sustain and that are productive for you. You have just listened to the Sustainable Productivity Podcast. If you liked what you heard, you might like what you read. Come to SustainableSue.com to read more and subscribe to have the weekly message sent to your inbox. You can also get show notes, including links to things discussed in the episode there. SustainableSue.com Consider sharing this episode with a friend. The more you share the message about sustainable productivity, the more we can create a world where we are all more engaged in our lives. Keep going, friends. 
As Devin Durant says, small efforts sustained over time can produce significant results. Have a good week.